Musky anglers by the hundreds will be converging on Paul Bunyan Country for the annual Frank Snyder Jr. Memorial Muskie Tournament in September. We'll get the details from Peter Janik, who's the tournament director. Plus, we take a look at Game Fair once again as we hear from Nora Ross, a Hall of Fame shoot. We'll be putting on some seminars this weekend and next weekend down in Ramsey. It's all coming up next. <laughs> Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. We are talking about the annual, boy, well, we'll find out in a second how many annual, but it's the annual uh, Frank Snyder Jr. Muskie Tournament put on by the Twin Cities Chapter Muskies, Inc. up here in Paul Bunyan Country. Peter Janik is in his second year as tournament director. He joins us today. Peter, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. So how many years is this now? This will be the 54th annual tournament frank schneider memorial tournament and it is uh it is a big tournament it's a uniquely run tournament um there's just a lot of really cool things about it a lot of lakes and a lot of anglers um it's really become uh it's become a a major event for a lot of people it certainly is and i i you know in preparing for it this year and and uh to me it dawned on me just how big it is for me it is truly a mega tournament and i say that by means of geographic area is quite large we have a larger number of lakes than than any tournament that i'm aware of in north america and uh it comprises uh acres of water to fish on so there's something for every every musky angler whatever type of water they like to fish there's there's something available well, that's, that's a fact, and, and we're going to get into the details shortly, but I just wanted to get your thoughts, Peter. Obviously, uh, you're well aware, like everybody who lives here, how hot it's been this year, how hot those water temps have been, and that's really concerned a lot of musky anglers in the in the middle of the summer here that uh, it, it hasn't, a lot of times they just aren't going out because of, of uh, the stress they can put on a fish right now. Obviously, we're hoping for cooler temps by September 10th. Uh, yes, we're hoping that uh, we'll get some cooler nights, especially to drop those water temperatures, and that we'll have a good tournament. It usually that does usually happen by the time the tournament comes around that we that the water temperatures have dropped into a much safer uh, much safer zone for the fish to be uh, caught and released successfully. Have you had to cancel any fishing trips of your own this summer because of the situation, or not? Well, since we we do organize the uh, the event from uh, down here in the Twin Cities, I've suspended my my fishing for most of the summer because of the the higher water temperatures. And when I have gone out, I've been actually up in the Walker, Longville, and Bemidji area. So we're we're there still are cooler water temperatures. Have you found that the fish are behaving a little differently or hanging out in different spots than they typically have in the past? Uh, oddly enough, in some of the places I've been to, it seems like the they've gotten much uh, into their summer progression. 
you know, away from their springtime spots, they were uh, that progressed way earlier, and we're actually finding some fish in early fall patterns uh, on some of the lakes up up in the Walker area. So yeah, there it did seem to impact what's happening, and uh, you know, the guys that are doing well were able to react uh, to the situation. Well, fall is the time to catch muskies. It really is the best, and and you're just getting into the fall season once this tournament comes in. I'm sure there's a lot of people looking forward to that opportunity. And uh, let's just get started with the tournament. Registration is open right now, right? Uh, Yes, it is. Registration's open. Uh, If if, um, the registration can, uh, people that want to register can register over the Twin Cities Muskies, Inc. website. There's a a tab on there that'll take you to a tournaments page and, and lead you right into the registration form uh, online as well as any other uh, information regarding the tournament that, that people may need. And then uh, also if, if people still uh, have questions, my my phone number and email contact are actually on that website so people can reach out to me if they have any questions. And we're talking typically a field of 400 plus anglers right uh yes i think last year we were right on right about uh 470 anglers wow uh, and that's uh, that's right around probably our five-year average so so it's a it's a pretty large field but because we're spread out over such a large area and so many lakes uh the tournament doesn't have a heavy pressured feel at all uh that's one of the great things about the tournament there's there's space for everyone that that's true, yeah. Uh, in, in most musky tournaments, that's the case. Um, obviously, this one's got so many waters to choose from. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the way the tournament works, and I think most, you know, obviously anglers are, but uh, if if somebody's new to musky fishing, thinking about getting this tournament for the first time, how does the whole thing play out? Well, obviously, the first place to start is to register for the tournament uh, at the website at the Twin Cities Muskies Inc. website. And then uh, they will, once they register, part of that registration process will, will be uh, downloading a Lake Labs app, which is the app that we're using to register fish uh, during the tournament. So they'll, they'll need to register for that Lake Labs app. And then uh, once the tournament starts, you need to have that app. You check in in the morning of each day of fishing. And uh, if you're lucky enough to catch a fish, you document uh, the length um, by taking picture of the fish on a on a measuring board, and uh, that is then sent through the app. And then I have uh, take my eyes and look at the pictures and verify the length, all that. So, and uh, people get uh, points for each fish they register. Each uh, legal fish needs to be 40 inches long. And they receive 10 points uh, for a 40-inch fish. And then if the fish exceeds 40 inches, they get uh, a point for every inch above 40 inches. And as you catch a fish or multiple fish, uh, those points add up. And the winner's de- determined by the total amount of points and number of fish they've caught. And so, so when you win, what do you win? Uh, we have prizes for the 10 top anglers. The, the winning angler wins a one-week stay trip at a resort in Canada on, uh, on the Red Wing Lodge. Um, and then uh, each of the top ten contestants will also receive a uh, you know, custom rod and reel, uh, some line, uh, leaders, those, those types of things. 
there's also prizes for the top three juniors. Uh, they also receive uh, a rod and reel. And then uh, we're excited to say this year we have a new a new bonus prize for seniors, and uh, that's that's a cash payout as well as a ladies bonus. Oh wow! Uh, for the top three ladies. Okay. So, so we've got a lot of good prizes, a lot of incentives uh, for people to join in and take part. Uh, just all in all, a good time and and a lot of fun. And and uh, if you're lucky enough to catch some fish, you, you, there's some decent prizes. If I remember this correctly, anybody who catches a 40-inch or larger muskie is in a drawing for, for a mega prize. Yes, should point that out that the grand prize for anyone who registers a 40-inch fish or larger, they get a single drawing. And if we have a full field of, uh, for instance, 500 contestants, we have, our grand prize is a cash drawing of $15,000, but we actually split that three ways with, with three three individual drawings. So so even if you don't uh, make it into the top ten, you still have a real good chance of, of winning the grand prize, which is, again, split three ways. And typically we get, uh, on, a, on a year, we, we get 70 to perhaps 90 anglers that actually register fish. So you have a, a three in 70 or three in uh, uh, 90. Uh, chance of winning winning that grand prize. Well, I don't know if you can give us every single lake that's uh, available, but uh, there's what is it usually twenty something lakes you can fish. There's approximately twenty lakes, and then we also have parts of the Mississippi and Boy River. Um, but the the ones that stand out, uh, obviously, Leech Lake is kind of in the center of of our tournament range. Um, and the most notable, but then you know we start out on Lake Bemidji. There's Cass Lake, uh, Winnebagosh is also uh, included in that, and then the lakes throughout Longville, the Longville area, Woman Lake, Boy Lake, uh, just to name a few. Uh, so, so lots of good water, uh, lots of good muskies to be caught. And I'm sure you can go to the website to get all that information. Yep, the full listing of all the lakes and waters are there. Uh, you can find that listed in, at the website. Maybe just to expand on, on the tournament mm-hmm. itself. Uh, most people sign up as it's a three-day tournament and uh, a three-day three day entry for an individual, and you compete as an individual, is uh, $100. We do offer a family membership for up to four people. That's $180. And then uh, for junior contestants under the age of 18, uh, you get a three-day entry for forty dollars. So, and all that money goes to good causes: fisheries, community activities, uh, those types of things that the that the Twin Cities chapter is involved. In. He's Peter Janik, the tournament director for the upcoming Frank Snyder Jr. Memorial Muskie Tournament, put on by the Twin Cities chapter of Muskies Inc. here in Paul Bunyan Country. Later on in the show, we'll find out some of the other things the Twin Cities chapter of Muskie Inc. does. But up next, we're going back to game fair. And we're going to hear from Hall of Fame shooter Nora Ross. She'll be teaching you how to be a better shot this weekend and next weekend at Game Fair. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. 
With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we continue to talk about Game Fair, which will be this weekend and next weekend down in Ramsey. And one of the people that will be there is Nora Ross. Uh, She's a Hall of Fame shooter, and she joins us today to talk about uh, what she'll be doing at Game Fair and, uh, and, and talk about shooting sports in general. Nora, first of all, thanks for taking the time today. Well, thank you for wanting me to. Thank you. So, Nora, as I said to you before we did this interview, I can tell uh, you're not from Minnesota. Uh, Where are you from, Nora? No, I'm originally from uh, Kentucky, Harris, Kentucky. And you, of course, have been shooting for a long time now. Just tell us your story. How did you get involved in this sport? Okay, well, the very first time I ever saw Trap, uh, I was at a dove shoot with my dad. And, of course, I I didn't have a gun. I was pretty much the bird dog. And they had a hand, uh, like a handheld that you pull a string and it throws a bird and it was pretty funny at the t- not at the time but the first time I ever shot at a clay target I mean I didn't really know how to hold the gun and this and that but it knocked me on the ground and uh, I'm just kind of hard-headed enough that I was going to do this so that was my first experience at shooting a trap target so after that I pretty much uh, there were some gentlemen that shot traps that worked with my father and um, the very first state shoot I ever went to, I didn't shoot, didn't have a gun, was in 75 at the Kentucky State Shoot. And that's where my dad had bought the Brownie Broadway that I still shoot today. I still shoot it in doubles competitively. What was it that appealed to you? What made you say, I want to spend time doing this? Well, I've always been an outdoorsman. I was like the tomboy of the family. Um, and just once I got started, just... I don't know what it really was, but I guess in the back of my, you know, thinking back, it was, it was a man's sport. It pretty much still is. But and even when I started, there, very, there was very little women shooting. I just like, you know, I couldn't really go out and hunt and shoot that many things. So since I could stand there and shoot at 100 things, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> You noted uh, that you started at 13 and then registered shooting at 15. So for those who aren't familiar, what is registered shooting? Uh, that is where there's um, there's two different associations called the ATA and PITA, which ATA is mostly, I'm going to say, East Coast uh, and West Coast, but the West Coast is PITA. It's just a, a division of itself that where uh, trap shooters, you know, go to register targets. They keep a record of what you shoot and they have a lot of, you know, shoots throughout the country and trophies, money, things that you can win. That's where you become on the All-American team or have high average leaders um, in our sport. You have had a ton of success. Uh, feel free to, to blow your own horn and tell us uh, about your success <laughs> over the years. No, I don't, I don't really do that very often. But uh, like I said, I've shot for over 40 years, been on All-American team, ladies All-American team, 34 times. Uh, been the captain 15 times. I've had a high average. I mean, they have uh, singles, doubles, and handicap. And to this day, I still have the highest average in each three disciplines. Wow. And uh, like I said, the first lady to ever win a championship at the Grand American, and that was in doubles. Like I said, that is the uh, the highlight of my career where there was 10 of us, and went from, after the first shoot-off, it went down from 10 to 3. And then, then a gentleman named Ray Stafford and I, I uh, ended up beating him after another 120, which that was, uh, and him being, you know, the most at the time, 
best shooter, I'm going to say, at the time, which he still is. It's just an honor beating somebody of his caliber. You, you you noted that you were, you know, one of few and probably still are one of few uh, women shooters. Um, did you ever feel, you know, that you were on the outside looking in or were you always accepted? Uh, how was the vibe? Oh, no, even from the get-go, um, because I've always been, I probably, you know, I've always shot it with men and been around men because, like I said, when I first started, there was a handful of women where there's, thousands now but uh never felt outside of anything this this game here i mean when it gets right down to it yeah it's an individual thing but uh there's so many nice people wonderful people and i'm gonna say that's probably the top of trap shooting it's just all the friends that i had to do it so when when you uh get involved in these competitions basically how many people are showing up for these things well it depends on what type of shoot it is. I mean, they have just normal shoots, red shooter shoots, they call. And then they have every state has their state shoot, and every, like, certain areas of the country have a zone, and then it goes to, like, a satellite grand, and then they have the Grand American, where there's, you know, there's thousands. I mean, there's kids' shoots now that are, oh, gosh, 9,000 shooters. I mean, in Minnesota is a, is a big state for the youth. And they have thousands of kids that are shooting. So, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, there's a lot that, you know, once you get into there, I'm not for sure how many members there are in the ATA, but there's there's thousands. I know that here in, in our area, the Bemidji area, we have had uh, a very strong um, shooting program through 4-H um, for decades now. And a yeah. number of female shooters there. And, of course, we now have high school trap shooting in the state of Minnesota. Thousands and thousands of kids and, and a lot of, of female shooters there. So uh, this next generation, uh, it, it's moving in the right direction as far as that goes. That's got to make uh, somebody like you very happy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in this game here, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, you got to have strength, but this is one sport that, you know, everybody's pretty much heads up. I mean, there's not going to be Michael Jordan's, you know, you know, a lady, or, and I can say that because being a lady, <laughs> or Tiger Woods that hit a ball like that. But, you know, in this game, uh, everybody's pretty much heads up from young to old. Absolutely. And, of course, there, there's a long tradition of some great female shooters going back to Annie Oakley. Absolutely, yes. Which, and you have a, you have an excellent one there in Minnesota in, in Anoka. That's Lorelai Delaney. Uh, excellent shot. So, Nora, what, what are you going to be doing at Game Fair the next couple of weekends? Well, a little different than what I normally do when teaching. I have, you know, people there hands-on and they're shooting where now I'm standing there pretty much giving advice on without somebody there on the, you know, just the basic things of trap shooting to pretty much help people, you know, kind of get started that and talk about the where, you know, it is a, it shouldn't be, but it is like an intimidating thing and people think you're watching and this and that, but, you know, they're really not in a sense that uh, just give people a little bit more encouragement of the basics and, you know, things of shooting that would help them to kind of urge them out there and get out there and shoot some. What would you say is, I mean, is there a, a couple of key things when when you're when you're instructing people that, that they just need to do and a couple of key things that most people tend to forget, at least early in their careers? I'm a one-eyed shooter, which that's not a very popular thing, you know, statement-wise, but there are a lot of one-eyed shooters. And even when I started, I mean, and it's been out there and will be there forever, that, you know, the, the, the saying is you're not going to be a good shot if you don't use both eyes. Well, I have always been a one-eyed shooter, and 
just given that advice, you know, being out there that one-eyed shooters can shoot, like I said, because there's a ton of them out there, and really the difference, you know, between one-eyed, two-eyes is, is really, you know, where, the, where you point the gun and where you look. So, I mean, everything nowadays is, you know, they want you to hold high, look high, and where this is different with the one-eyed shooter, but that's pretty much it. Once we call pull, doesn't matter right-handed, left-handed, one-eyed or two, we're all doing the same thing, and that's trying to get to that bird and break it. There's a number of different uh, types of competitions. Are, are there any that are that you like particularly well? Well, it's like anything else. Which one, whatever one you shoot well, that's the one you like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, within the, we have the, the singles, doubles, and handicap, and probably my favorite would be singles. Uh, doubles would be second, handicap third. So for the green uh, of us that aren't real familiar with this, what what are the differences? What are what are we talking about here? Well, the sixteen yard is sixteen yards away from the trap house. Everyone shoots from that yardage. Uh, they just have different classes depending on how good you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doubles you still shoot it from the sixteen yard line, but there's two birds that come out at the same time. Um, you have one shot at one, one shot at the other, and the handicap. You, it's just like, depending on how good you are, that's how far back you are. The farthest you can go back is the 27 yard line. So the, sh- the closest you can get nowadays is 19. So depending on how well you've shot or how much you've won, that they will, you know, move you back. And the farthest is the 27 yard line. Who's the best shooter you've ever seen? Uh, Leo Harrison from Missouri. Uh, Missouri. He has passed away uh, maybe four or five years now. But in pretty much everybody's mind, he is the best all-around trap shooter that there'll probably ever be. One of those guys just could do it all, I'm guessing. Uh, he is. And just to, you know, and having a personality is better than what he shot. But mm. I mean, there's, still, there's still several you know, excellent, excellent shots. But I'm going to have to say he's just that little bit of a notch above. And it's, and it's sad he's still not here today. Mm-hmm. Shooting, is, is is that what you do? Is that your career, or is it just something you do for fun? No, I've done this pretty much all my life. I, Like I said, I started in 73, registered 75, and there was a gentleman named Kay Oye from New Jersey that taught people how to shoot, and he asked me to, you know, work with him, and this was probably 81 so since 81 through all the 80s, I worked with him, and then another gentleman and I done it together. His name was Pete McCall, and pretty much since the 90s, uh, between shooting and teaching shooting, and I've done that up until today. To be able to devote that kind of time, obviously, it's it's got to be a love and a passion. It's it's not something you, you could do if you're just kind of shrugging your shoulders. Oh, no. No, I... Uh, I made the comment to somebody. I said, I didn't even go to my senior prom. I went to the Tennessee State shoot. So that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how eager that I was about shooting. I mean, I have an older sister at the time, you know, we, and this sounds crazy now because it's a long time ago. I mean, you pay $35 for a flat of shells, and I thought she was crazy paying $30 for a sweater. So our priorities <laughs> were very, very different at the time. <laughs> Tell me about the guns you use. Uh, I haven't shot a lot of guns in my career. Uh, like I said, I started off with the Browning Broadway that my dad bought. Um, and like I said, I, I've shot it so much, I've had it rebuilt three times. And I still have that today for doubles. Uh, probably the half of my career, I shot a K-80, which is a Krieg off. And the last 20 years or so, I have shot a, a gun called Silver Sights that is made uh, actually in America in Maryland. 
A gentleman named Jerry Phillips produces those, and that's pretty much the two guns I've shot throughout my career. Find what you like, and you stay with it. That's pretty. That's what we should do. We kind of think that uh, you know we we get one, we could do something better with it. But my advice is, don't get rid of the one that you're shooting until you get one that you can shoot better. Then you can get rid of it. <laughs> have you have you been to Game Fair before? This would be my third year. You've been to a lot of these types of things, I'm guessing. So your overall uh, thoughts about Game Fair? Uh, I think it's wonderful. I mean, for someone in the sporting world, I mean, everything's there, especially if you hunt. And it's just amazing that there's that many things there to, you know, see, which you don't really see, you know, at other places in one spot. So I think it's pretty outstanding to have that much going on in one place. Nora, if we wanted to find out a little bit more about you, do you have a website? Do you have any uh, any places we can check you out? I do. Uh, I have a website. It's normartinross.com, and pretty much that has everything on there with the set up the clinics that I do. And like I said, I travel pretty much all over the United States, you know, doing clinics, and I have to say that I haven't shot registered for about seven, eight years, but... Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, my, my thing is now is just to see how, you know, to get somebody that comes in is not shooting as well and they ended up shooting better when they leave. That's the excitement I get nowadays from it. What's your schedule for the uh, two weekends? Uh, I'm pretty sure if it was like uh, I'll talk to them for an hour a day, and I think it starts at 1 o'clock and up at the grandstands and just give them, you know, little, little tricks, not say tricks, little tidbits and whatever, about, you know, basic things, where to hold, where to look, and stance and stuff. What I do in the class, just try to get as much information I can in there in about an hour. Is there a, a fee for your class? It is not. Oh. Uh, that's part of Game Fair once you get in the gate. Uh, Nora Ross, a Hall of Fame shooter and a 1990 Grand American Doubles champion, first woman to win that. She's going to be at Game Fair the next two weekends educating and helping you become a better shooter. Nora, we really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Have a great uh, couple of weekends, and whatever your next competition may be, if it's coming up, we wish you the best of luck. Hey, thank you very much. Hope to see a lot of people at Game Fair. Thank you. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Peter Janik is the tournament director of the annual Frank Snyder Jr. Memorial Muskie Tournament. Hosted by the Twin Cities Chapter of Muskies, Inc., coming in September to Paul Bunyan Country. Peter? Twin Cities Chapter's been involved in a lot of things in the past. Um, what are some of those other things that you're involved in? Well, part of the, we, we make one large donation, actually, to the DNR uh, in in that region, in the tournament area. So, so that money gets fed back right into the DNR fisheries uh, directly for, for whatever they're doing with muskies, um, you know, to take surveys stock muskies, those kinds of things. But then non-fisheries related, we, we run a really nice event down here for for veterans. Uh, so on the fishing opener, we actually bring in a trout pond to the veterans' home here, and we let uh, veterans angle on the pond. And, and uh, when they catch a trout, we, we fry it up as a shore lunch uh, type of dinner or, or lunch. Wow. So, so just a couple of good things. We we have uh, youth tournaments that we sponsor uh, throughout the state for high school kids, which have become very popular. So those are some of the other real nice things that uh, the proceeds from the tournament help fund. So about how many members, I mean, there's 400 and some that, that fish this tournament. How many members in the club, the Twin Cities chapter? 
I don't know the number exactly, but I want to say it's uh, probably on the order of five to 600 people. Wow. Spread throughout the state. But uh, you... Just for the Twin Cities chapter, but there, there are numerous other, uh, you know, affiliated chapters throughout the state in, in uh, Bemidji, Brainerd, uh, just to name a few. I believe St. Cloud has a chapter, Duluth. So there's a, there's a few other chapters that, you know, maybe don't have as many members, but they're, some of them are quite ac- active chapters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bemidji, in fact, has its own uh, tournament earlier in the summer, uh, about mid-June, um, is, is one of the things they do. But uh, obviously um, the Twin Cities chapter puts this on as a fundraiser for, th- for their chapter, but uh, you don't have to be a member of that chapter to be in this tournament. I mean, you just have to be a muskie angler. That's correct. We invite anybody who enjoys fishing for muskies to come and join in. They don't have to be a member of of uh, Muskies Inc. It's it's open to anyone that uh, that just wants to fish it, and we invite them to do so. Uh, from your perspective, as as a muskie angler and a member of Muskies Inc., and, and maybe you can speak on behalf of of your uh, chapter. Um, besides the things we talked about this year, the environmental issues this year. Uh, any long-term issues that uh, the chapter's real concerned about or you're real concerned about as a muskie angler right now? Well, we're always concerned about uh, the growth of invasive species. We feel we take that very seriously and hope that, you know, um, even how we go about putting on the tournament, we we require people to get uh, boat inspections before they before they launch their boats for the tournament. So, um, obviously that's one thing that's a concern. Um, you know, we, we keep finding new invasive species, at, uh, unfortunately. And we just need to, you know, as anglers remain diligent and are, uh, you know, aware of what, what the situations are. And then, uh, you know, other than that, uh, we're, you know, maybe on a longer-term thing, we've been working with the DNR to uh, to upgrade the stocking programs that they have, I think they're in the process of uh, of going through and reviewing their next uh, five-year plan, perhaps. Hopefully at that point, maybe we'll have a few new lakes introduced uh, uh, with with muskies that will spread out the distribution of, of anglers that's growing in the state. For those who are, are going to take part in the tournament or are thinking about it, uh, give us a rundown of the weekend. Um, you know, what can we expect to happen when? The tournament runs from uh, September 10th through the 12th, so that's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings. If you've registered for the tournament, you pick up a tournament packet the evening before on Thursday. Then fishing starts at 7 a.m. As I mentioned, you need to check in with your Lake Laps app uh, and then just be lucky enough to to boat a fish and then register through that app. And then... uh, the tournament runs uh, 12 hours, both Saturday and Sunday, and four hours on Sunday. You know, culminates with an awards banquet that takes place at the Northern Lights Casino, uh, where we award prizes for the top 10. We have some raffles going on, and then we have, hopefully this year, we'll be able to provide some kind of a lunch to the anglers that show up as well. And that's one thing I should add, too, is one of the focal points of the tournament is to bring us as musky anglers together in, in some form of uh, camaraderie, and hopefully we'll be able to do that this year as the COVID restrictions have been eased. Okay. Um, so the, the banquet is part of that, and then we have uh, dinners both uh, Friday and Saturday night 
through um, at Bemidji, Walker, and Cass Lake and Longville. And so the the objective there, the the main thing there is to get people together again and, and camaraderie and, and hear some good musky yarns and stories. So good time for everyone. What's the registration deadline? What do we have to be? When do we have to be in by? Registration deadline is August 31st, so it's the last day of the month. That's a little earlier than years past. Did that last year? Oh, you did. Okay. uh, Yes, we did. So this is the second year we've taken that approach, uh, so that we have enough time to to prep for the tournament and uh, get it started on on uh, that Friday, the following Friday. So yes, it is August 31st is the deadline, and that's a hard stop for everyone that's listening. In the past, I'm, and I'm assuming you're doing this again, you, you have to pick your zone in advance? Yes, that's an important point. Uh, so there are a number of zones, and they're divided that way. Uh, from DNR guidance, again, with uh, to, to avoid invasive species spread. So once you sign up for a zone, you have to stay in that zone for the entire tournament, that uh, the three days. Okay. One of the things about those apps, that makes it probably a little easier for you to keep tabs on that. Uh, the app is a nice feature, especially for myself. It's uh, It automates uh, our leaderboard, and I uh, should possibly mention that as well. Uh, so the Lake Labs uh, leaderboard, uh, sponsored by the by the Northern uh, Lights Casino, people can see that live. They can see that on their app, and uh, people that aren't fishing the tournament can go to the Lake Labs website and can actually follow the tournament. Or catch a link from from our actual the Musky Sync webpage. So okay. that's an exciting thing that that we have. We have a live leaderboard, so people can see how how things are changing live. And as a tournament director last year, when I was registering fish, it was actually quite quite cool. On Saturday, we had uh, lead changes between three different anglers. Uh, just can happen three or four times during the day, so it was quite huh. quite exciting. And people could see that live. Right. Uh, anything else we need to know about if we want to get ready and get uh, get into this tournament this year? Uh, sharpen your hooks, get <laughs> your rods and reels uh, oiled, and uh, and uh, go to the website, the Twin Cities Muskies Inc. website. Uh, look for the tournament information and and find the Frank Schneider tournament on our webpage. Register and uh, be ready to fish on uh, September 10th. By the way, where are you going to get those uh, packets the night before? When you register, you'll be able to choose from a number of different locations, both in the Twin Cities and up in the Northwoods. The pickup stations uh, way up in the north at Rutgers uh, near Bemidji, uh, then the uh, Cedar Lakes Casino in Cass Lake, Reeds in Walker, One Stop in Longville, and then down the Twin Cities uh, at Thorn Brothers and Blue Ribbon Tackle. So. There's quite a few places to register, and uh, those are also in-person registration locations for the most part, and uh, those are also the packet pickup locations the, the evening before. So, so we try to accommodate people on from where they're coming from and their and uh, their time to hopefully find a convenient location. You know, I, one thing that uh, I, I think it really should be underscored is the wallet-friendly cost. I mean, a hundred dollars for an individual, one eighty for a family. Uh, that's a that's a pretty low price tournament. That's a, that's a pretty good deal, especially when you got three days of fishing involved. Three days of fishing, you do get little. Uh, uh, so the the feeds on the evenings and the awards banquet, uh, 
part of the, part of your dinners are covered as well, so that's a bonus. So yeah, it's it's a, a great value for it for a tournament. All and right, good fun. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it's, it it is good fun, and I think it's going to be exciting that people can get together again this year. Who knows? By then, uh, maybe you'll have to be masked up. But I I think you're. I don't think we're going to be in the mode we were last year. I think we're still going to be able to at least chat with each other, which will be a good thing. Yes, obviously we're we're keeping tabs on the situation, and we'll re- react if we have to. But as of now, there are no restrictions coming out of the DNR or the governor's office. So. He's Peter Janik. He's the uh, second-year tournament director for the annual Frank Schneider Jr. Memorial Muskie Tournament put on by the Twin Cities Chapter of Muskies, Inc. Again, that's September 10th through the 12th. You can go to their website for all the information and to get registered. Uh, Peter, we'll be checking in with you in a couple of weeks and uh, getting an update on how things are going. In the meantime, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Just a reminder before we call it a day. On the next show, Travis Mears will be in. He's going to be at Game Fair as well. He's the trick shooter. We'll find out how you get started in trick shooting. We've also got our Lake of the Week, a very, 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 very interesting show on Friday, and some great stuff coming up next week, too. I always like to remind you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen at your leisure. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Now we go on fishing. <laughs>